0: Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? If I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you.
1: It's Abe Lincoln's top hat, hosted by Ben Kissel.
0: Boom! You can't get fooled again.
1: Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Travis Morningstar, and it is a big day, Travis.
2: Yes. Well, I'm looking at you. Mm-hmm.
1: You look like
2: a wedding singer.
1: Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. I am a wedding uh, best man, and of course, today we have Marcus's wedding that we're going to a little bit after we record this episode pretty excited love is in the air i can smell it i can feel it i can taste it and it is disgusting but you know what it's going to be a wonderful time it's going to be a great wedding and we're very excited for marcus and carolina to get together well i'm excited to hear your freestyle best man speech well i've written down bullet points for my best man speech what i found the last time i did a best man speech you don't want to be too you don't want to be too prepared well, because then you're gonna get off script anyway and the now, whole thing's gonna fall apart now that's your
2: entire life philosophy though I would you don't argue. want to be too prepared you don't want to be too prepared well you have
1: to bend like the wings of a plane when turbulence hits you need to be able to flow with it travis Th- this is it this is the speech this is the best mans speech that's it it's perfect uh, obviously that's the same thing with bridges you want them to be hurricane proof they gotta <laughs> go they gotta go with the flow. This is it. I'm just sitting in the audience, mouth agape, listening
2: Everyone's to you describe,
1: describe marriage like a a bridge that's surviving a hurricane. Yes, and an earthquake and a whole series of different horrible things. So it will be a lot of fun. Also, I want to thank everyone who came out to see Side Stories in Washington, D.C. That was so a blast.
2: Cool. And so, so cool. So I cool. I mean, I don't want to brag anymore about this, but I did stay in the room 214 which right. which was the burglars headquarters at the watergate hotel
1: Very cool. Yes. Yeah, we stayed at the Watergate hotel. There was a lot of spies around. We we're hanging out with some diplomats and he was he knew a lot of different things about Washington DC. He looked at one man who had a pin and he said that guy he had a little pin on his on his lapel. He said that's a kill guy. He's killed people before. And I'm like, "How do you know?" He's like, "Because of the pin." I didn't know they wore pins. But I guess that's that's the reward for everything. Even if you kill someone all you get is a pin. You vote, you get a sticker. You kill someone, you get a pin. I feel like you should at least, like, I don't know, get to wear their head around your neck in a necklace form or something better than just a pin. Yeah, I mean, if you see a guy with a bow tie in D.C., that is the sign of somebody who's who's taken out an entire squadron of enemy soldiers. It's possible, man. It's possible. I had a great time speaking uh, with my—this is this is a uh, top secret source. Okay. This is the last—this is an Abling's top hat. Last podcast network, top secret source, uh-huh. and he told me quite a bit of stuff about what's going on in the confines, within the confines of the White House. And evidently, Mike Pence, he has a boyfriend who works in the State Department.
2: This is...
1: That's what, I've, that's what I've heard. This is 100%. I mean, this is confirmed. This is
2: 100% confirmed by a diplomat. You weren't, yeah. uh, you weren't uh, honey-trapped. Or- <laughs> no, I was not
1: honey-trapped, although there were a couple of bait gals. He called them bait gals, bait gals because they yeah. were like Russians, and they were just hanging out. And he was like, you notice they're not even talking to each other? They're not real friends. They're bait. And I'm like, what is going on here at the Watergate? This guy seems on top of it. Well, he's a very handsome man, very handsome man, spoke multiple languages. So Mike Pence's boyfriend works in the State Department, learned that, and Lindsey Graham's boyfriend, They've been together now for quite a long time, and he just travels everywhere with them, and they have a great time. And according to your source, this is all sort of an open secret that- Washington, D.C., open secret. Yes, indeed. I don't know if Mike Pence's wife knows, but certainly everyone in Washington, D.C. knows that they are all having sex with each other. So we have a lot of stuff to get to today. (laughs) Um, Number one, we have an election. We had an election in Virginia and Kentucky. That was pretty crazy. There was this dude. uh, His name is Andy Bashir. He was able to beat. Uh, he he of course is a Democrat. He's a legacy dude, which makes me not like him. His father last uh, not not obviously Bevin was the uh, governor uh, this past cycle. The cycle before it was this dude's dad that was the governor. So I don't really like that when like kids just become like their dad and then they're just governors all of a sudden. Nonetheless, he was able to beat this Bevin guy, and it was really an interesting election because Bevin made it about Donald Trump. He had Donald Trump come down and campaign for him, and Donald Trump is like, he's the best, he's the best guy. So it was an indicator of perhaps what we could see uh, going forward in 2020 with down-ballot votes. Does the Democratic Party, are they able to maintain the kind of momentum they had in 2018? Obviously, in this election with Kentucky, the governorship uh, going to the Democrats for the first time, I don't know, in like, what, four or five years, something like that. And uh, But, of course, Kentucky did Five out of the six elections that were there, Republicans did and end up winning. So it's not exactly like a landslide for the Democrats, but it was interesting because Bevin made it about Donald Trump. It was a referendum on Donald Trump and the fact that he lost despite Donald Trump's support and his fever pitch fandom that surrounds him everywhere he goes. Um, I think that was uh, an interesting turn of events and perhaps a predictor for twenty twenty. Although we don't want to have our uh, we don't want to have our head in the sand like we did uh, a couple of years ago, so who knows it might maybe it's not well, there's this
2: this interesting trend now in like in southern states like Kentucky or, or Virginia, where the local politics can uh bend towards something like a Democratic party candidate, whereas the national politics can still be conservative, so like Mitch McConnell is apparently super disliked. In his home state. Yeah, of course. But he is basically unchallenged uh, whenever he has a re-election. Or, you know, the challenge is is not a challenge whatsoever. Uh, So it's just, yeah, it's interesting that people can... Local politics, they can uh, do what's in their best interest for their community. But when it comes to national politics, they want um, somebody like a Mitch McConnell, who is a complete asshole, who represents conservative values for, corporate, the, for the nation.
1: Yeah, those corporate interests. He is. Uh, he is definitely a. He's a warthog for the corporate hogs. He busts his ass to make sure that they get everything they want, and that is why Mitch McConnell is still in office. Also, Virginia, not exactly a, a super blue state. Uh, they took their state house, and I believe it is now a blue state house for the first time in a very long time. So a lot of things happening uh, with local elections here in uh, here in um, New York City. We had a good referendum. There was a proposal that had us that we said yes to. We said as a people in New York City, we said yes to rank uh, choice voting, which is great. So now yes. we'll have rank choice voting in New York City. And hopefully that can lead to some better politicians because currently uh, New York City is falling the F apart. Okay. Well, speaking of politicians, as we talked about previously, when it comes to the Democrat candidates right now, we, we would think some are going to start dropping out, right? Well, we're some gonna st- We're going to start dropping out. The numbers are going to dwindle down. We're going to have a nice group of maybe four or five yeah. people to vote for February 3rd. But it turns out the opposite's happening. More people are jumping in. A new challenger a appears. New, a new challenger appears. Well, somebody
2: turned on the OK Boomer bat signal, and uh, yep. out of the shadows came our our knight in shining armor. Absolutely.
1: Another, another billionaire to the rescue, Michael Bloomberg, uh, he has set up he has set up some uh, offices across the country he's trying to get on the ballot i think in arkansas right now or alabama Alabama. and uh currently i'm not exactly sure why he wants to run he's looking at around four percent nationally um (laughs) you know it seems like he wants to run because he believes that elizabeth warren is a threat and he thinks that he is You know, and I think that he believes that she has a good chance of getting the nomination. Billionaires are coming out in droves against Elizabeth Warren because she's threatening their wealth. And I think because of that, he sees the Democratic Party, in his mind, going too far to the left economically. Michael Bloomberg was a socially liberal dude, uh, fiscally kind of conservative. To be fair, the first two terms uh, here in New York were fine, and then the illegal third term, things kind of went off the rails. (laughs) It's always the illegal third term that that really kind of— that jumps the shark it was a little freaking freaky because the people that voted to give him an illegal third term were the people that worked for him right so they were like yeah if you get a third term then we have jobs right so then he was like yeah and then they were like okay so you get a third term i mean he still had to win the election and everything but that left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths including mine and then of course by the time he got around to his third term it's cliche now but he had a soda tax and he wanted to ban big sodas and it's like this well, is not this is not the issue that's facing New York right now. We need subways, and also he's
2: going to be, I think, forever linked to the stop and frisk policies that he has not really like gone against. He he, I think he's actually he stands by those policies even
1: to this day. Well, he had a, you know, he took over obviously after Giuliani, and um, stop and frisk under Giuliani, the broken windows was really intense. So I do know Bloomberg was attempting to like kind of split the baby a little bit yes and not have it quite as intense and uh as under giuliani but yeah that well, was very according controversial to,
2: according to bloomberg he said if you know if we stop stop and frisk uh there will be a lot of deaths on my hands is yeah. what he said about that which is ridiculous you know we we stopped stop and frisk or there sort of there was a cultural shift in in the new york city police department and uh yeah nobody there wasn't a uh a genocide that, uh, that occurred because of
1: stopping that that policy people are throwing water at cops now though um churro you gotta la- you gotta the stop ladies. them and frisk them and get their fresca waters you gotta and you, stop and you gotta get their... all the churro
2: selling women in the subway stations
1: hey, i don't know i don't know but uh, uh, i mean
2: i also think that uh bloomberg coming onto the scene uh for the presidency is also kind of an indictment on on biden though because i think it shows that we maybe bloomberg actually was sort of like behind biden and now that he's struggling a little bit he's like let me let me handle this then if if Biden is not going to do the job.
1: Yeah, could be nearly 25 percent of likely primary voters. They don't like Mr. Bloomberg. Uh, perhaps that'll turn around after you get to meet him. He loves he loves fitness and he loves telling you how to live. Can That's we have- the only thing that really annoys me about him is that he is very much like do it my way. I know how to do everything. And I'm like, you are just Yes, you are a type A personality, but not all of us are like you, Mikey. I think he'll be
2: be the shortest president. He would be the
1: shortest Uh, president. Besides James Madison. Well, he would also be the first Jewish president, so that would be a milestone in its own right. So 25% of likely primary voters, they view him unfavorably. This is the highest unfavorable rating in the field. So Tom Steyer is a real celebrity next to Bloomberg, (laughs) which is kind of crazy. Of course, Tom Steyer, in a little trouble of his own, attempting to perhaps... Buy support from politicians, which of course is a bad look well, and violates campaign finance laws. The thing with Bloomberg, he's not going to go door
2: to door. I mean, he skipped all of he skipped Iowa. It's not going to be one of no. those kind of campaign. It's, it's going to be an ad buy. It's literally going to yeah. be you're going to be scrolling Instagram and you're going to see ad after ad for Michael
1: yeah. Bloomberg for president. It's going to be an ad buy campaign without a doubt, absolutely. Because he's
2: worth what fifty billion dollars. Oh my god, bro! Yeah, you know. And I just read a... uh, So much. I read an article shortly after Amazon was denied their HQ2 in Long Island City. Jeff Bezos made a call to Bloomberg and actually asked him to run. And then at the time, Bloomberg... And this was, you know, what was that, a year ago when when, uh, Amazon was rebuffed? Mm. uh, Bloomberg said no, but now... Now, Bloomberg I, is in. Now he's in. Now he's got he, he got a little encouragement from Jeff Bezos. You know, Jeff Bezos brought The Expanse back after right. it was canceled, that hard sci-fi show that's inexplicably popular because it's extremely boring. Uh, but he also got, I think maybe he got Bloomberg to, uh, to do the
1: impossible. Well, speaking of excitement, that it's all wrapped up in that little body of Bloomberg, 31% of uh pollies here in this primary they say they view him favorably in contrast nearly three quarters of democratic primary voters like joe biden compared to about 18 percent who believe uh who hold an unfavorable opinion of him so michael bloomberg getting into the race at around four percent right now he hasn't officially announced but we expect something to come by probably next week or so as the impeachment inquiry continues to heat up and Trump said he's he's he would. There's nobody else he'd
2: rather run against than little Michael. Than little Michael. So we already got a name picked out. It's it's going to be great.
1: That's very cute. Of course, two New York billionaire personalities. Although Bloomberg is a true billionaire, uh, not just a TV billionaire like Donald Trump. Um, so currently, right now, the contest is still very close. Thirty-one uh, percent. Uh, Biden has about 31%. He's followed by Senator Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. They have 20% and 18% respectively. This is all according to the morning consult poll. So take it for what it's worth. Can we trust the polling data? That is yet to be seen because obviously in every head-to-head with every Democratic challenger, it's a little bit closer with Elizabeth Warren. Donald Trump loses. But once you go out and you see this country, the fine country of ours, I just don't know if it's going to be this landslide that people think it will be. A little 2016 history repeating, according to my secret source, diplomat man, Donald Trump has it in the bag.
2: Who is this guy? It's you know, a won't, handsome guy. You won't reveal your- is it, I, can't, I is, actually can't.
1: Is it John Stamos? It's you said not it's a, John Stamos. You said it's a
2: handsome fella.
1: Yeah, well, there's more than just one handsome fellow. John Stamos, yes, handsome. I think a lot of
2: full house fans would disagree with you
1: there. Well, you know, nonetheless. So the So the primary field- Continues to get busier and busier, and uh, who knows? Bloomberg performs well in a hypothetical matchup against Donald Trump. Evidently, he would lead him forty-three percent to thirty-seven percent, but um, you know, it doesn't. Uh, that's not really that uh, reassuring.
2: It's so. it's not.
1: This is the true
2: dystopia. If we if we thought Hillary Clinton versus Trump was dystopian, Michael Bloomberg <laughs> versus Donald Trump is. Tammany Hall 2020 like it is just it is two of the wealthiest people in the country going head to head in a,
1: a a faux election it, it's completely dystopian at its at its worst But they got nice shoes because they're so rich. Okay, so Joe Biden had this to say when it comes to Michael Bloomberg. He says, in terms of he's running because of me, the latest polls I looked at, I'm pretty far ahead. He goes on to say, if I'm not mistaken, I'm doing pretty well both relative to Trump and relative to all the people running in the Democratic primary. I do think that Joe Biden is looking at the polls and not looking at the souls of the people that he is speaking to at his town halls during the air quotes debates, whatever the hell those are that we have on our television screens. The excitement is just not there for Biden, but maybe he does end up going out there and getting that suburban vote and flipping a few of those districts that went from Romney to Hillary. Perhaps he kind of gets in those Hillary districts. Ah, you know, who the hell knows, but it's going to be a tough uh, hill for him to climb no matter what. It's certainly not in the bag and I don't particularly feel. Like, super thrilled that he is like, I'm doing great. It's like, you're really not doing great. The polling numbers maybe show that you are. But again, as we learned in 2016, that is not a perfect study. And they are oftentimes completely and utterly wrong. So the worst thing he could do is ex- is pretend like he is up by such a large margin he doesn't even have to work.
2: Let him Let him think whatever he likes. It's fine. It's Aww. all fine. Let Grandpa... Do what he wants. Yeah. Final years.
1: Yeah. I mean, he might have a lot. He might have a long time to live. I don't know with these people. Um, This isn't really about politics, but Ti takes his daughter to the gynecologist to see if sure if her hymen is still intact. And what do you think about that, Ben? Man, I just feel like it's weird. Yeah. You know, I think it's weird because you know you can break your hymen. I I read all about this. Yeah. Yeah. You can break. It's just a little. It's a little ring. You know, and it expands. uh, Running. Yeah. You can do it a whole series of different ways. Falling down. Uh, you know, so- playing soccer. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure why he does that. King of the South. King of the South. Well, anyway, let's move on a little bit. We haven't talked about this guy in a long time, but now the trial has finally begun for Roger Stone. Yes, I. Yes. And this is exciting stuff. Looking sharp, by the way. He's a real Ben Kissel out there. He's a real Ben. Kissel. You really
2: want to align yourself with the sartorial sense of roger stone <laughs> you know he, he, he is definitely uh like an old school batman villain so yeah. i don't know you you do look a little you do look like you
1: could have some goons with you right now though yeah buddy yeah buddy i got them all in my back pocket if you're like most millennials you know you should be investing but you're not sure where to start Getting your money right doesn't have to be hard. SoFi Invest makes it easy. It's the first platform to offer stocks, crypto, and automated investing all in one. You'll even get access to SoFi's financial advisors who can answer any questions you have at no cost because taking control of your investments shouldn't be intimidating. The fact is, millennials are underinvested. It's easy to see why 2008 was painful and a lot of companies make investing seem complicated. But SoFi Invest makes investing simple to get started. Here's how it works. First, go to SoFi.com slash Top Hat and create an account. Choose to either do it yourself or let SoFi's automated investing build your portfolio. Use StockBits to buy fractional shares of your favorite stocks. Start with as little as $1. I personally love SoFi.com. See for yourself how easy it is to start investing with SoFi at SoFi.com slash Top Hat. Fund your SoFi Invest account and receive $25 in mystery stock. Yes, that's a free stock just for signing up. So go to SoFi.com slash Top Hat to claim your free stock today. That's S-O-F-I dot slash Top SoFi Lending Corp. CFL number 6054612. It's dinner time, but your stomach is rumbling and you still don't know what you're going to eat tonight. Sound familiar? With DoorDash, you don't need to get up from the couch to get a meal cooking. DoorDash connects you to all your favorite restaurants in your city. Ordering is easy. Just use the DoorDash app and choose what you want to eat, and your dasher will bring it right to you wherever you are. Not only is that burger place you love on DoorDash already, but over 310,000 other amazing restaurants are too. DoorDash connects you with door to door delivery in over 3,300 cities and all 50 states across the United States and Canada. Order from your local go-tos or choose your favorite chains like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Don't worry about dinner. Let dinner come to you with DoorDash. Right now, my listeners get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code TOP. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter promo code TOP. Again, that's promo code TOP for $5 off your first order from DoorDash. So Steve Bannon, he has been talking and talking and talking, and Roger Stone would probably prefer if he just shut the hell up. Of course, you all know Steve Bannon, dude behind Breitbart. After Andrew Breitbart died, Bannon took over, really made that website into something that I'm not sure if Andrew Breitbart would have liked, quite honestly. And then, of course, he ran Donald Trump's campaign. He was in the White House for a minute. You all know Steve Bannon. He wears two jackets and two shirts for some reason. It's really bizarre. It's like super trippy. They were talking about WikiLeaks. Now, of course, Bannon is on the stand. He's trying to pretend like, oh, we didn't really have any communication with WikiLeaks. And then, of course, the prosecutor was like, well, you testified that you did have a, you know, contact with WikiLeaks. And he's like, ah, that's right. We did have contact with WikiLeaks. And then they were like, so who was your endpoint, right? Like, who was the dude that got you connected to Julian Assange? Turns out that person, as we already all know, was Roger Stone. So Roger Stone, so far, it's not looking great. For him as the prosecution just sort of slowly picks apart his defense, which is basically like hands to God. He's just like, I don't, I don't know. So I don't know if you read this, but so there's a um,
2: Randy Credico. Do you know this guy?
1: Credico. Credico. Of course the Credico, yeah. So he is. Randy Credico is one of those guys where you're like, am I in, am I in Transmet? The, the the graphic novel yes. like that's his name randy credico you but, can't make that up but uh
2: so he was recently on the stand sort of uh defending well so he, roger stone and you know the number of things that he has been uh, accused of uh one of them now is threatening witnesses and uh what he did with <laughs> randy
1: credico is he yeah.
2: threatened to kill randy credico's dog Bianca. Mm-hmm. I believe it. Did you
1: read this? No, I didn't read it, so but you, I definitely believe it so because they, they that's ha- what he dresses like he they, would do.
2: Randy Credico and Roger Stone have been kind of like adversarial friends, uh, like cross crossfire friends, because one would go on one's podcast and sort of argue with them. And I guess it was sort of a friendly, uh, adversarial relationship. Yeah, it was a bit of kayfabe. There, but, was a,
1: there was a little bit of kayfabe in that.
2: But then so like, and he'll, like, Roger Stone apparently would... Play practical jokes, like he announced that Randy Credico was dead one year on 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 social media. Just funny practical jokes. Um, <laughs> but now Randy Credico is is uh being brought in to testify because of his connections, or so called connections to uh, WikiLeaks and his yes. connection to Roger Stone. Um, but uh, Roger Stone sent an email to Randy Credico. In the message that Stone <laughs> sends to Randy Credico, he calls him a rat. A stoolie, oh. and, he, and he vows to take that dog away from him.
1: Whoa, a stoolie! My uh, <laughs> goodness, that's one of the worst things you can call someone.
2: And then, uh, and then, uh, uh, in the same email exchange, he warned Randy Credico, saying, "Let's get it on. Prepare to die, cocksucker." <laughs> <And> so <laughs> See, now this makes
1: me like Roger Stone.
2: <laughs> he, Let's
1: get it on, cocksucker. But then, no, Randy Stone, Cret- I mean, honestly, they are they like read like how to be a villain one hundred and one. <laughs> yeah. It is adorable if it wasn't so criminal.
2: But then uh, uh, apparently Randy Credico did say, you know, like he did say this stuff to me, but uh, I don't think he was going to steal my dog. I think he was riled up. I don't think he would ever have touched my dog, Bianca.
1: I think he was hammered. I think Roger Stone was hammered, stewing around his apartment, staring at the multiple photos of Richard Nixon that he has hanging on the walls, and he just shot out a couple of emails. You know, he shot out a couple of angry Roger emails. Roger Stone
2: is such a, like, a... Uh, a holdover from another era like this is wild that he's threatening to kill someone's dog because of uh tampering with the 2016 elections
1: like it, it's, it's it's almost cute it's cute so friday this is at stone's federal trial again federal trial so it's possible that he just gets pardoned the entire thing could be moot and this whole thing is just an exercise in uh in legal theater um but so the federal charges were of course they that he lied to congress and intimidated a witness Uh, this is what steve bannon had to say when asked whether the trump campaign viewed stone as its access point to wikileaks founder julian assange the campaign had no official access to wikileaks or to julian assange finally he says but roger would be considered if we needed an access point because he had implied or told me he had a relationship with WikiLeaks and Julian Assange. So who knows what's going to happen in that trial? Um, he finally said, I'd, I'd view that as hurting Hillary Clinton and helping the Trump campaign when it comes to Donald Trump and what he saw as the possibility or the, the use for WikiLeaks, obviously, uh, to hurt uh, Hillary Clinton's campaign. So that trial is going to be very fun. It's going to be full of clothes, fancy clothes. And who knows what's gonna happen, Roger Stone is, to gonna, Mr. Roger is Stone. gonna bring like a,
2: a one of those like round bombs with the fuse lit. Like it, he's gonna have a explosive he cigar. Uh, he's gonna shoot acid out of the little flower lapel on his, his suit jacket. It's gonna be great. Um, I will say, if you need a refresher on who 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 the heck is Steve Bannon, um, Errol Morris just released mm. a documentary called American Dharma, and if you're not familiar with. Errol Morris, he did a bunch of documentaries, Fog of War, with, about Robert uh, McNamara. Um,
1: but it is a... I think pretty, he did the one on uh, Rumsfeld. Yes, uh, I Ugh. can't remember the name of that one either, but it basically... Unknown known. Yeah,
2: and his style is to basically let the uh, interview subject kind of talk at length and right. uh, tell their side of the story, but also reveal some you know truths that they maybe didn't know they were, veal- they were revealing. Um, but uh, Steve Bannon is the subject of American Dharma, and he really does show himself to be like a braggart and he oh, yeah, he comes across as like a, a combination of Steven Seagal and Michael Moore. Oh, uh, just a, a big Most sweaty, bad. a big sweaty mess with, um, he thinks he's a real cowboy and he well. thinks that he, he, he reveals his big master, he like with tinted fingers, he reveals his big master plan for 2016 and how he, he very like willingly stepped back from the Trump administration to let Trump, now that he gave Trump the power, he right. wanted to step back and let
1: trump really uh you know guide the nation into the future well isn't that exciting and of course one hell of a hollywood producer um okay so one message from august 16 2016 this is about roger stone he's talking to steve bannon this is what he has to say when it comes to WikiLeaks and how they could use it to get damaging documents from the clinton campaign this is what stone wrote going back to like these cartoon villains he says i have an idea to save Trump's ass (laughs) then it was Julian Assange what is his idea so he's going to save Trump's ass uh, which obviously needs to be saved because it is large so we'll keep on following that he also talked about the hashtag October surprise it's just very obvious that Roger Stone was speaking with Julian Assange and WikiLeaks and it's like adorable that they are pretending like he wasn't and again I love to hate him he's a fun guy to hate Um, all right We also have a situation going on here. We have multiple situations, and it's not about T.I., okay? Well, then I don't want to talk about it. I'm done. I'm done talking about T.I. That's the first and last time I'll ever bring him up on the show. So what happened in Virginia? Interestingly enough, there's been a lot of demographic uh, shifts in Virginia, which is why many of these counties are now blue as opposed to red. The influx of immigrants and their U.S.-born children, the spread of high-density suburbia, and the growth of higher education all tilt the field Toward the Democrats. Still, of course, it's very tentative. In the 13th Senate district where Mr. Kutkuri lives, one in five residents are immigrants. The district had been Republican for longer than Mr. Kutkuri had been in the United States. He came here in 2006 at 25 years old. He's a tech worker. Uh, He lived a while in New Jersey, uh, but he did not like it. So he moved to Virginia. So we're seeing economic and education and immigrant shifts in Virginia. And so that is why uh, it was not a surprise to some people what happened in this past election cycle as Virginia now becomes, I think, officially not a blue or a red state, but rather a purple state. And it's possible in 2020 it could be up for grabs. I mean, Donald Trump still has a pretty significant lead there, but you never know. Maybe someone like Joe Biden, as we were talking about, or even Elizabeth Warren. Uh, When it comes to getting the suburban vote out there, uh, perhaps those people that voted against Donald Trump or against the Republicans in this past cycle will continue that trend going forward. So that's just a little bit of insight as to what happened in uh, Virginia. Why did that state go blue? And I do find it to be. Quite interesting. And lastly, before we go to Marcus's wonderful wedding, let's talk impeachment. Uh, this is all. Another, you want to know another thing I learned from my secret spy? Yeah, let's hear it. You want to know it? John, what did John Stamos have to say? John Stamos didn't. It wasn't John Stamos. It was Dave Coulier. Um, <laughs> no, it was. He told me. Mm-hmm. You know when these people go testify because he's going to testify next month, and then after that he's going to come on the show. Um, oh. Maybe maybe if he could, if he can get clearance okay i don't know but he was telling me that you have to pay for your own lawyer doesn't that suck when you go and you got to testify yeah you got to pay for your own lawyer so it's going to cost you around 30,000 bucks so when you see these politicians like stonewalling and talking nonsense they're costing that person a lot of money because most of these DC lawyers are like 2500 bucks an hour it's expensive that's rough i'm just saying yeah yeah that's rough i'm just saying um, so let's well, t- let's talk impeachment in- inquiry. The what's inquiry going on? Is,
2: well, uh, the actual public hearings start uh, this coming week. Yeah, so we're, we'll you know go to your local pub and uh, get, I don't know if get ready to... to get into fist fights with the the drunk uh, the local drunk in your pub as you watch the.
1: It could go either way. Yeah,
2: sure. Um, but so like this past week, Gordon Sondland, the uh, ambassador to the EU. He he initially testified, or you know, uh, ha- had something to say at this at the impeachment inquiry behind closed doors, and then um, so what he basically said was, you know, I'm not familiar with this this notion that there was a, a, a quid pro quo, Ooh. and uh, a lot of other people that were that were speaking at these behind closed doors. Uh, Uh, proceedings said that yes there was quid pro quo
1: so once he that's the 400 million bucks in ukraine aid yeah the extortion um so and
2: so uh you know late last week gordon sondland came back uh, after that initial uh sort of testimony and he said you know what i just uh i just remembered something donald trump did extort uh uh, ukraine Hmm. for there because you guys were saying something about Uh, money and aid and and how he he was trying to get an investigation going about Biden you know what that all that all like actually that clicked for me as I as I went to bed last night right and I guess what I do remember this and so Gordon Sondland came back to the impeachment inquiry with an addendum that Hmm. said yes uh, I my view my recollection of the events that took place on that phone call and sort of surrounding that phone call with Ukraine uh, with the Ukrainian president, it they do align with what everyone else has been saying. Right. Uh, so Gordon Sondland is is now uh, good for him because that uh, he could have been perjured uh, for mm. for lying. That's why you need to have your lawyer. Uh, yeah. He was he must have been racking up those. Uh, well, it's, I guess it's not a court case yet, but
1: you got to have your lawyer there oh, at the yeah.
2: at the impeachment inquiry. I, oh, I absolutely. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. You got to have your lawyer. Every these people they are they'll, they're snakes. They'll kill you, man. They don't give a crap. They they just want to get you to to wrap your. They wanna they wanna get you to hang yourself and then um yeah, they're just thrilled if you can perjure yourself. These people are maniacs. But yeah, I mean you it is
2: very interesting how uh if you are stay if you are staying loyal to Trump, you are very you are a very uh, sturdy individual because kind of. everyone is now coming into coming in, out and saying, you know what, this is all well, this course, is all extortion.
1: The whole Trump thing is just like read the transcript. You can uh, you know read it. Everything is fine. There's the read the transcript you shirts know, that you can see at the the campaign rallies. I, know, I thought that was kind of funny. I, they're
2: bad shirts. Now, uh, w- w- but, I, you know tr- he says read the transcript and he keeps posting it. What Trump does. He doesn't provide a link or anything. He uh, well, you, you
1: can find it. You gotta Google I, it. There's so you much. You gotta Google it. What does he run out? characters on twitter put yeah. a link up there oh i don't know if he really wants people to read the transcript oh okay but that's kind of what he's doing he's I just see kind oh, of wait, so he doesn't want people I, i'm it's, confused you know, it's confusing Um, he's just hiding in plain sight. He's just like, hey, if I did something wrong, why would I release it? Why would I tell you to read it? It's just brilliant. That's 4D chess. Uh, But it does seem like this impeachment inquiry is catching on with the American people. Uh, The the most recent polling data, this is a Hill-Harris X poll that came out on Friday. Survey found 62% of independents said they're closely following the investigation. That's an 11-point increase since mid-October. Uh, the number of Democrats and Republicans who are keeping an eye on the impeachment remains higher. Seventy eight percent of Democrats say that they're paying close attention. Well, 70 percent of Republicans say that they are paying close attention. We will see if this has any what this means for 2020. It's going to be a campaign issue for both sides and it's going to be dirty and messy and very interesting. Donald Trump will be the first president ever to be impeached. Uh, well, perhaps most likely impeached while running for reelection. And of course you will not be found guilty by the Senate. The Senate's going to stay partisan on that. And I think you'll be just fine if Mitch even takes it to a vote. I I'll believe it when I see it. If you think about Merrick Garland, of course, not getting a vote for damn near two years, Mitch has no problem just kind of sitting on his hands and And doing nothing, which is actually quite difficult to do when the world would like you to move or when the country would like you for you to do your job and you don't do your job. That's also kind of brave. He's like an evil monk. Yeah, a little bit. So we're going to find out a lot more stuff when it comes to um, what people in the White House think, what they saw behind the scenes, who was on this call. And obviously the Republicans are going to be going after hunter biden why was he on the board of this company he didn't know anything about the business he was making 50 grand a month as his father was vice president nepotism reigns that's washington dc it's most of the entertainment industry as well but it's not illegal and it
2: has nothing to do with the election yeah
1: it's just kind of the smoke and mirrors that they're going to pull off and there's a few other scandals that they like to focus on that are not uh, about donald trump or what he did with ukraine they're not arguing that he didn't Say that he was going to withhold aid from Ukraine unless they investigated Biden. They're just arguing, but the other side did bad stuff too. Well, and they're they're uh, also it's it's whataboutism at its uh, at its core, and it's they're very good at whataboutism.
2: Well, a new facet of the Republican argument is, of course, you know, yes, this happened. It is a part of our foreign policy to do this, and uh, by besides. Uh, He actually didn't withhold the aid. The aid flowed towards Ukraine, which is like saying, yes, he uh, attempted murder, but did he actually murder the person? No. So it's it's all about like uh, uh, it it didn't actually go through. the The crime was put on the table, but it actually did not uh, happen. So that's their that's the big argument. Is uh, don't worry, it it actually it's fine. It it uh he only proposed to extort uh, Ukraine for this uh this weird personal. Political uh, engineering.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And this is according to uh, Bob Cusack. He is the Hill's. I love the Hill. By the way, go to thehill.com. They got good polls, good little articles there. Uh, He is the editor in chief of the Hill. Bob Cusack. This is what he had to say uh, regarding a Republican-led investigation into Hunter Biden's business dealing. In Ukraine. He said, quote, it's only a matter of time. Uh, Evidently, Republicans have indicated that they aren't necessarily interested in going down that path. He argued that Trump allies like Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, Senator Lindsey Graham could very well launch a separate committee investigation to look into the vice president's, former vice president's son. This is what he had to say. He says he doesn't want to have a spectacle uh, in, in reference to McConnell and goes on to say, And when we think about the senators, they're like, yeah, I don't think we want to mix impeachment with all that as far as the trial. But I think it's a matter of time. He goes on to say Senator Lindsey Graham is a little bit all over the place recently. He could launch it and he's a Trump ally. So uh, it is possible that we see in another investigation going into Hunter Biden, who, again, is not an elected public official. And this is uh, really just a smokescreen because what happened in the white house is much more important than what happened in the biden house so we will follow that we cannot wait for the testimony it's going to be super exciting and we're going to watch must see tv and it'll be great it's going to be one of the only congressional testimonies with a like a five second delay because if you're quoting the president there's going to be a lot of curse words yes that'll be fucking funny that'll be sweet all right everyone well thank you all so much for listening to this week's abling and stop at i gotta go I'm gonna go be the best man at Marcus's wedding. I'm very nervous. I'm getting cold feet, Uh, and I'm just the best man. Well, let's go over a couple of the
2: lines you've already prepared. Okay, Uh, marriage is like a bridge. Don't let it get hit by a tropical storm. Bend like the wings
1: of a plane. The wings.
2: Yes, this is. This is all gonna be great.
1: A puddle is nothing but a small. But a, but a but a lake in progress. Um, no, I think it'll be great. Yeah, no, it's not going to be a total disaster at all. Um, all right, everyone. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Thanks for coming out to Washington, D.C. Also, check out Hail Yourself America. Go to hailyourselfamerica.com. Watch the documentary. Let me know what you think. Love you all. Thank you all for listening. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon.
2: This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.
0: In a fast paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years,